0: Good afternoon and welcome to Aspen Weight Live. It feels like it's been a long time since we've done this. We are back with our Monday uh, live show as Paul uh, preps with his sun cream, getting himself uh, ready <laughs> Sorry, to go. Sorry, I'm very,
1: very unprofessional for either. this show.
0: No, it's needed. It's a, it's obviously a lovely warm day and uh, we're back doing the live show. Just to let you know as well, we'll be live every Monday doing this. We've helped you through the biggest periods of our lockdown and we've had shows every day, day. We've got loads more content coming your way. But we will be live, uh, myself and Paul, every Monday talking through the issues uh, of the weekend, of which they are quite a lot today. Uh, we want to get your thoughts as always. Please get involved in the show. Get your comments in across social media. Uh, let us know what you think. We'll put some of them on the screen. I'll read some of them out and we're going to get into the show. It's a very good afternoon to the CEO of Aspen Wake, Paul. Um, Paul Wake, hello. Good afternoon, Paul. Nice to see you.
1: As always lovely to see you, Ben looking very coiffured um, today, I think.
0: Thank you very much. We've uh, I know that you actually can't see them, but we've got some brand new graphics as well that are all over the screen today, which are looking uh, are looking great. Right, let's get into this uh, show. So much to talk about um, since we were last on air. I, I want to start by talking about the the government as we've done many oh. times. And there seems to be now this, um, I, I'm trying to find the words for it, really um, almost, uh, almost, uh, if you were talking in uh, literal terms, uh, an oxymoron of where you've got the complaints that the government have been too cautious um, and also yeah. are being too strict. So we've complained about the government all along, but they're being too strict mm. and they're not doing things the right way. They're suddenly easing yep. us out of lockdown and now they've come in for criticism for everybody for, for being too cautious, especially from the, those who are scientifically minded. Um, I know we'll talk about the schools shortly, and obviously they're meant to go back today, some of the schools, we should say. And there's a huge proportion of people that are not in agreement with that. Can the government win?
1: Yeah, I don't know um, uh, if it's true to say everybody. I think um, uh, one of the things which has been... Uh, Increasing at a rate of knots, actually, which is vaguely depressing. Is has been, a, as we discussed in previous shows, has been a trend in the world recently. And I, well, by recently, I mean probably the last five years. Um, Democrat against Republican, left against right, black against white, Brexit against Remain, um, and I think um, woke against non-woke. Um, and obviously, what we have here is we sort of have um, scared against libertarian um, people who believe in uh, liberty and being able to do what you want, freedom of choice, against those that would, um, you know, have a very controlled neo-Marxist society in terms of telling people what they can and cannot do. So I think all this has sort of come to the fore. And, and there is an irony, as you rightly say. You know, you've got a situation where, um, I mean, probably how I look at it now is, as as someone living in England, um, uh, although uh, I I I I will go to my grave believing this government uh, has completely blown it. Uh, and I think probably one of the reasons why they're coming in for a lot of criticism across the board is because i think there's a general feeling they sort of didn't do one thing or another yeah they sort of they sort of um abandoned the swedish model you know which was the the sort of we'll trust the people to be sensible and that got jettisoned at the last minute and then uh we went down this sort of um you know uh enforced lockdown very much similar to other countries and then uh, and then I think you know, probably it's true to say we, as we discussed in previous shows, uh, the policy was was totally driven around uh, uh, keeping the NHS below maximum capacity, uh, regardless of the cost of that in in all respects. Um, you know, in terms of uh, the consequences to other people, and um, and I think that m- my view would be that. I mean, I I think it's quite interesting. I mean, I I, I would have to say, you know, and uh, we're very it'd be very interesting to get other opinion on this. But I, I would have said that if you were a relatively sensible person, able to assimilate, you know, the facts that were available to you, I would have said that any any sensible conclusion that you would draw from the last three months would be that it was unnecessary. I think, um, you know, we're now. Well, seven to eight weeks past the accepted peak in the UK. Um, there is no evidence whatsoever from any other country that uh, lockdown actually worked. If you compare countries that did not didn't lock down, for instance, you know, um, there's some quite noticeable, notable cases of, of countries with practically no cases whatsoever that didn't go into lockdown. And I guess maybe we'll never know. Um, So I think what's happened myself is that um, there's suddenly been this realisation that it was funny. funny, I was talking to Julie Kingham in the office last week uh, and she, she said to me rather interestingly, uh, you know, given everything that had been said, she was expecting to see the second black plague, you know, the black death. um, and was expecting, you know, half the population to die and, and actually, you know, in the scheme of things, very few people have died. You know, 40-odd thousand out of 66 million. There's not really a lot of people, you know. And then, of course, when you look at the collateral damage of uh, the increasing number of suicides, uh, the people not receiving their cancer treatment, I've read some terrible stories about uh, people that, that are dying early or, or whatever because of this, you know. And I, I think that... Um, enough people in the government suddenly thought, hell, you know, this is this is crazy. Um, I thought it was interesting. Didn't Dominic Raab say something like, um, uh, yeah, I know. I know that I know that it hasn't, you know, uh, all the factors haven't gone to what we said, but uh, we've got to go back to normal because basically, um, you know, the economy is is messed up, you know. So it's quite quite an interesting uh, reaction from the government, I think.
0: Yeah, and I think that reaction that you're talking about there, you you could see um, splashed across the papers this morning. So I've got three different newspapers that I've just taken the headlines from. And it says everything really about where we are. So one of the headlines is 2.4 million caught in COVID cancer backlog. Um, The next paper's headline is banks fear up to uh, 18.5 billion of the bounce back loans will default. And the third headline is um, cities may be locked down. So individual cities may be locked down again to target the the further outbreaks of coronavirus. So really, all, all those three things tell you um, everything you need to know about where we're at because there's so there's three different things there: the economy, um, obviously the cancer patients and mental health, as you mentioned, and the the sort of relapse, if you like, in the coronavirus cases in the hospitals and and how a government goes about tackling that is um, is something we've discussed on this show over the last um, few weeks and months. The criticism, let's, let's let's move on a little bit to today's uh, topic of the schools, because you mentioned a really interesting um, stat to me, which, which again um, comes back to, oh, I think we've lost Paul, actually. I think he's, he, he's just popped off the screen. I'm not sure um, where he's gone, but it um, might be a great point uh, for you to get involved in the show. Do let me know what your thoughts are uh, on, The issues that we're discussing and there are plenty of them uh, today. We're talking all about uh, the schools going back, where we're at in terms of uh, coronavirus, what can be done perhaps to maybe um, get get some sort of balance to the argument here. So many people want to get back to normal, so many people are cautious and it's a a very difficult um, situation I guess for the government to be in We like talking about the decisions that they make on this show. Do get involved. And if you're listening on the podcast, as always, uh, you can get involved. You can email podcast at uh, Um, aspen-weight.co.uk. Let's read a few of these uh, comments uh, coming in here. Uh, Thank you, Rachel, for your comments. Um, Volume of cases. Yeah, it's it's, um, the unknown, I guess. Yeah, Rachel's point there would be the unknown. I'm going to get that up on the uh, screen. Of course, that's that's the problem. That's that's the thing that we're uh, discussing today. It's obviously very difficult. Um, and it's very hard for us to talk about things when there is so much uh, unknown. Do keep your comments coming in. I'm gonna try and get Paul back on the screen. I'm not really sure uh, what's happened. So let's um, let's try and get Paul back if we can. And then Paul can come on and, and we can continue at our thoughts. So let's dial Paul back in. We'll do this live. See if we can get him back on the screen for our live stream. Um, hopefully, Paul will be back with me in just uh, a moment. Uh, hello, Drew. What, uh, what, what seems to hello. go on there? We will be right with you, sir. What what happened? What was the issue outside? Was it, was it, was it was the fact that we were outside in the sun, was it? Um, Drew, Paul, we be back. Yeah, it, was, uh, it was very, very hot. Uh, so we just moved inside and we'll be right back with you. Okay. Yeah, it's a very hot day today. Sunshine everywhere, which is um, what we want. One of the things that we will talk about, on the show again today uh, is this idea of um, coming out of lockdown again across the papers over the last few days, criticism for people that are flocking to beaches, you know some of the pictures that we saw across the weekend of people sitting so close to each other and and yet those same people will be the ones that perhaps are not sending themselves, sending their children back to school so it's, it's a real interesting uh, argument going on right I can see that Paul is uh, Paul is in his chair and ready to go nice for you to, to, to join me again Paul that was a bit unfortunate that's what you call the essence of live
1: live media isn't it uh, yeah sudden stopped play
0: yeah uh, the opposite to what happens at, at Wimbledon when the rain obviously uh, famously stopped Tim Henman from winning his dream of uh, Wimbledon all those years ago if you're a tennis, a tennis fan you'll know um, what I mean so keep your comments coming in. Right, Paul's back now so we can continue um, the chat. Paul, one of the, the things that I mentioned when you went off with this idea of uh, people, certain people being too cautious um, and certain people wanting um, you know, more freedom. We saw pictures across the weekend of thousands and thousands of people on beaches with no social distancing at all. Yeah. And yet those same people, I'm sure, will be not sending their kids to school because it's not safe there's a bit of maybe. Uh, there's a bit of hip, hypocrisy here um <laughs> you know it's uh, it's um it, it there really is uh, we'll we talk about the maybe the american rights a little bit later on and, and the same sort of thing but you, do you have to be in one camp and not the other or can you can you have a bit of both here you want a little bit more freedom but you want more caution uh, at the same time
1: Yeah, I don't know about um, hypocrisy. I mean, I'd, um, I mean, it, it, I, I would, I would have thought that if if you were one of the people lying on the beach, you probably would, wouldn't be uh, somebody that um, uh, would be against your children going to school. Maybe, or maybe, uh, maybe there are double standards. I don't know. I just think that, uh, the, as I say, the nation is split, isn't it, between um, people who, uh, you know, who who basically want you know, want to behave normally and people who, um, are terrified. Um, I think what is very interesting, um, to show we're very topical is I commissioned a survey over the weekend, as you know, um, into, uh, Aspen weight network members and had, um, you know, a good, a good number of replies. They're good enough, I think, to, to be able to draw, uh, reasonable conclusions from. And, um, the average. So I basically said to people on a on a basis of one to ten, with one being scared to death and ten being totally not scared. Uh, you know, what was your view about um, coming out of lockdown? Uh, and the average score was seven point four. So, uh, yeah, which is you know I think is encouraging. Personally, I think, um, uh, you know, with that being uh, elitist, obviously the average person in the survey would be. Probably a bit more intelligent than average
0: it's an interesting um, an issue uh, uh, Rachel just commented and said that you know double standards would be another way of of perhaps uh, putting uh, those views of certain people but if if we look at it as a whole we 're probably going to get to a situation where if you want to go and use the shops, you can if you want to send your kids to school, you can if you don 't want to you don't have to. And I think that's where we're heading for the next few months. So is there an argument to say here that actually we're just going to accept that, let's say, for example, 50 percent of people are going to be in the camp of cautious and not wanting to, 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 to catch this and open up too soon? And 50 percent of the people probably like you and I, it's fair to say, that want to get on with things and get back to a, 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 some sort of normality. And that's just what we've got to accept. We've got to accept that that is going to be the way until perhaps into next year. Yeah, and of course one mustn't lose sight of the fact that um,
1: the people that uh, are scared are scared because the government told them to be scared. Hmm. You know, that's you know uh, the government did an amazing job of terrifying everyone. Hence, Julie Kingham's comment about the second Black Black Death was going to be, you know, imposed on us, and um, and of course. Um, you know they they, they massively underestimated uh, the reaction to that. So you know we ended up we ended up in a situation where people uh, didn't go to work that they expected to go to work. Businesses closed down uh, they didn't expect to close down. So of course now they've had to go go back and uh, and come up with this new slogan about staying alert, or whatever it is. Uh, and trying to get everyone to go back to work. And, of course, um, it's, 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 it's hardly unexpected that a significant minority of people have said, no, it's not safe. It's, so it's then,
0: interesting. Of course, I was just going to yeah, say, Paul, well, you, you, you've said this quite a lot, but the, um, let's just take last Thursday, for example, which was Boris Johnson's, I would say, the last significant um, uh, government press conference. And obviously, we appreciate that as the weeks go on, there's, there's going to be a fewer significant ones than there was at, at the height of this. Uh, but I found it, again, very negative on Thursday, the way Boris spoke, the way that, um, you know, obviously he had to deal with um, the stupidity of the British press asking uh, more questions about Dominic Cummins. And the less I say about that, the better. Mm. Um, but... It was all. It was again. It was quite negative. That that that's the thing that you've mentioned quite a few times, and and, and again relates back to that point about the the Black Death and the, it's so negative still at this point. Do they really have to be that negative right now?
1: Well, you know, I think the, the word which um, the BBC's been struggling with for some time is balanced, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh You know, so you know, probably the single biggest uh, issue with the BBC at the moment has been the Emily Maitlis, uh, controversy. Uh, and I think I'm right in saying over 40,000 people have formally complained about her, haven't they? Uh, to the BBC. Um, and of course, um, you know, she was, she was allegedly guilty of, um, effectively expressing her own very biased opinions, um, which i find quite amusing because um she always does that you know if you if you were if you were looking at um m d makeless uh people um what's her effect oh um oh kind a brain freeze um the lady that does um antiques Roadshow, um fiona fiona um Armstrong. what's her name fiona her yeah, I know, I know what you
0: mean.
1: Anyway, I can't believe I can't remember her name. Um, she, um, you know, I thought her her chairmanship of Question Time during the Brexit uh, situ- situation was shocking beyond belief. Um, number of times where she patently didn't carry out the duties of a chair a chairperson and uh, and basically. Uh, you know, took took the remain side was just unbelievable. So um I just think, you know, the BBC has a as, as a as a fundamentally almost corrupt uh virus in it now and it's incapable, it's not fit for purpose, it doesn't understand what its job is, which is to represent a balanced opinion. So the BBC should have um it should have bullish people and it should have scared people. Uh, and and then people should be left to make up their own minds on the basis of what they're told. Whereas what the BBC does is it's all sensationalist, isn't it?
0: You know? Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Uh, thank you for Rachel saying Fiona Bruce was the uh, the person Bruce, that you yeah. were talking about, of course. Um, interestingly, uh, as well, I, I I tend to screen grab things um, at the moment, um, and I I saw something on social media across the weekend where someone put I say if we close down the national media. For 30 days, we would watch 80% of the world's problems go away. I found that really interesting. Um, I don't really pay attention to the things that people put on social media. Sorry if you um, follow me. Um, but, but that's I, I read that and I thought, yeah, I agree with that. Actually, I, I now believe that probably most people have believed this for a while. The media and social media are 80% of the world's problems. That's, that's my personal view. The way we report things, the sensationalism of what happened in America. Um, to your point, Paul, across the weekend is, you know, none of that should be on the news, in my view.
1: Mm. No, it's interesting, isn't it? I, I don't know, you know, I don't know um, whether this is reasonable or unreasonable, really. But, I mean, obviously, you know, if you take um, uh, Spanish flu, whatever it was, back in 1919, 1920, that killed uh, more people and died in the Great War, um, of course, there was no social media. So basically... Um, you know, probably everyone knew somebody that died, but there wasn't a great big furore about it because there was no uh, media to do so. So mm. I think your comment about uh, 80% of the news going away is obviously spot on, isn't it? Um, and I suppose it, 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 it then raises a question about, um, you know, the appropriateness and relevance of media and social media in in today's world and whether... There needs to be some sort of revision to how things are. Certainly, yeah. you know, I certainly think things are said on social media which are totally unacceptable. You know, racially provocative. Um, you know, you get people saying things like, you know, they want, they, they hope Boris dies. I mean, that, how that can be all right is beyond me.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think I, th- I totally agree with your. Uh, your thoughts. I think it'd be interesting to get your point of view on this. These are the kind of things that we really want your views on? So do let us know in the comments across social media. Uh, And of course, if you're listening on the podcast, you can get in touch podcast at aspen-wake.co.uk. Won't ignore them. We'll read them out on the next show as well. So please um, get your thoughts in. One of the videos I saw yesterday uh, on Twitter, I don't use it an awful lot, but I saw a video on Twitter really yesterday that epitomized everything Um, that's that's perhaps wrong about the reporting of the coronavirus and the the riots across the weekend in America and the UK. If you haven't been playing a a close eye on the news, it's actually one of the areas where I think um, for some reason, again, the news uh, outlets choose what they report. There, There wasn't a lot of reporting on this on the news yesterday. If I'm wrong, forgive me. But on Twitter, there were some ho- horrendous videos of the thousands of people that were, were marching through London. And one particular video that I saw that was in the centre of London was uh, people that were protesting, police running through, and, and the people that were protesting were then throwing things at the police that were obviously running to get to an area that there was a bit of trouble at, and I know that they ended up being outside number 10. And then, and you saw in this video um, police being thrown to- stuff at the police and then one of the policemen actually the p- person that was throwing it at them they shoved them away and shoved them down and they then, then then more people got involved and then the police were in this massive um you know argument and and you know thing with, the, with the, the people that were protesting and the comments on social media were you know british police you know use overhand tactics and um this is disgraceful we're marching for george floyd and etc and, et cetera. and it, it, it does, to your point, Paul, uh, for me, cross the line of, of what's acceptable and what social media should be used for. I think it's not well regulated enough. And I think in this particular period, let's try focus at the moment over the last three months. I think we've seen the absolute worst of social media, in my view. Well, I, you know, I have to say, I
1: don't know um, whether I'm missing something, but, um, you know, what happened was... uh. An unforgivable and disgusting uh, murder really uh, mm. of an innocent person uh, not just by the person that did it to him but the three other policemen that um, could have stopped uh, the thing happening but it was in a it was in a different country for god's sake what 's it got mm. to do with us what is it what has it remotely got to do with our police what 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 are these people you know if um if people in Britain wanted to protest against uh, the guy's murder, then they should have petitioned outside the American embassy. Anything else is just completely ridiculous. You
0: know. Yeah, and we've obviously seen the the scenes across America. Just to remind you all that America, you know, have much bigger problems with. Uh, coronavirus than we do I, I i can't think of the numbers off the top of my head now but oh, i'm not huge,
1: sure i don't think that's true actually Ben,
0: huge amount of de- well they, they're, they're, the death rate is certainly a lot higher obviously a massive bigger country uh, i get that but they um the, yeah the they, death rate is half hours isn't it per person they 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 have um they have certainly have problems at the moment with the fact that they're being asked to be locked down and, and yet they're rioting uh, all over the country now we won't get into the sort of politics of of, of why obviously it was a complete tragedy i echo your thoughts paul was you know it was it needs to be investigated but i think some of the celebrities as well in this um we are talking about social media some of the celebrities that are coming out and getting involved in these comments and putting things up about this incident in america and, and what their thoughts are again not helping people uh here because they're doing it for vanity they're doing it to try and get on um you know get on the i'm a celebrity so i need to put this out because it's 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 going with a very pc thing of you know looking at that death and saying this was very wrong and it's, it needs to be looked into but they don't need to get involved in that on social media it only stokes the fire and then it means that people do what they did yesterday and and riot through london and some of the treatment of the police uh, in london yesterday i think was absolutely appalling um and those same people will want those police to keep order as we go out of lockdown and obviously want the NHS to help them as well. So um, if you're asking why does this relate to what we're talking about, we're talking about the end of lockdown and the fact that so many thousands of people yesterday were in London on a on a, on a protest. And I know that Rachel put in the comments a moment ago, it will be interesting to see the effects of the beach and, and what's happened over the last couple of weeks with people flocking to beaches and having really no social distancing but it will be interesting and the effects on the figures and how that changes the um, maybe the, the amount of people that are going to contract this virus but it'll be interesting to see the effects of things like yesterday when there were thousands of people marching together through london um it, it's all in the pot of things that are interesting to talk about paul
1: i'll tell you what what the effects of it will be it would be practically nothing it's
0: good i'm interested in your
1: opinion on it um, well, for a start, um, uh, it seems to be a matter of scientific fact that uh, the virus doesn't spread easily outside. Mm. Obviously, it also, uh, the hotter, the better. And, uh, you know, one of the things that's, that's hugely amusing so, um, if you look at WHO advice, for instance, it is for distancing of one metre. The UK has decided in its infinite wisdom to make it two metres, which is completely contrary to the policy of the WHO and most other countries in the world. So um, I, I don't personally think that a thousand people lying on a beach um, is, is is much of a problem. I've also been reading quite a lot about uh, the return. That's other thing I suppose we ought to mention, uh, you being a great sport lover, So we've got football returning. I think it's on June the 15th. I think it might be. Uh, And um, horse racing resumes today. Newcastle. So my father has been able to squiggle his selections down in his Daily Express for the first time for three months. Um, Obviously, as you know, I'm particularly interested in horse racing and and, and rugby. And I've been reading a lot about um, initiatives that the various rugby unions have been considering uh, in terms of making rugby safer. And I think the reason I think this is very important is because um, for the most part, uh, and I don't mean to be sort of arrogant or something when I say this, uh, I think most, most, uh, most of the stuff that you hear um, from, through the government or the media uh, can be safely disregarded. You get this stock, sentence all the time about we follow the science you know but well of course that's that, that 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 cannot be true now what i can tell you is is rugby for instance is is a sport that utilizes science a tremendous amount uh, so i've been very interested to read uh what it's what it is considered uh so for instance um uh, uh, an international study on the safety of rugby union players has concluded that only five players on the pitch in each team are at risk, hmm. which are the front rows, the three, the, the two props and the hooker, and the two second rows, who are the people who, for those who don't know, who pack down behind the front row. So uh, the, the the loose forwards, as they're called, numbers six, seven and eight, and the whole of the backs, nine to fifteen, are considered to be uh, safe. Fact, right? Fact. So um, apparently, in order for uh, even the front rows to be at serious risk of contracting coronavirus, this is assuming, for instance, that the other prop had it. You would you would have to be. I think I, I think I'm right in saying this. You would have to actually have to be in contact with that person for over half a minute. Yeah. So they're talking about not allowing any scrum to last more than 24 seconds, I think it is, um, and effectively invoking rule changes which speed up the game. They don't want uh, high concentrations of players congregating together for long periods of time because of the science. So if you you just hold that thought, then if – If the vast majority of rugby players uh, are safe, then therefore, by deduction, the people on the beach must be safe, must not they?
0: Yeah, it's a very interesting point that you make, especially around the return of sport. What I'm what I'm trying to um, understand here, this is this is really at the crux of our discussion today is why. First of all, why we get the reports from the media that we do. and, and where they stand on this because some of the facts that you give out are extremely positive and are, and are obviously a, a lot based around science and and, and and figures but yet we we see this scaremongering from the media um Britons ignore risk as thousands flock with no social distance into the beach i'm trying to understand why and, and and where the position of the media is and, and is it influenced by the government and 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 is it that they're getting this far too cautious? It's interesting to see where it all comes from. Because just to, clar- to clarify, Paul, that what I'm saying is I, I truly believe in what you're saying, but this information just doesn't get to people. That, and that's why we've got, as you quoted, 46% of people not sending their kids back to school today. Well, you know, I think, I mean, the, difficult, the difficulty with all of this, of course,
1: is... Um, you know so if you if you were to take my own personal view so if someone had interviewed me and said uh on a scale of 1 to 10 you know are you totally scared or totally brave uh what's your view on going into a shop um i'd say my opinions i don't know whether this was, would surprise you or not my opinions would be uh not far out of uh keeping with the average person um, in the aspen Lake survey so mm. i would say probably my attitude would be about eight certainly no more than that uh, would i would i go in a shop a, a smaller shop yes yes but um I, I i probably would be like most people were in my survey i would be positively disincentivized uh, from queuing so if there was a big queue, that would put me off wanting to go to that shop, mm-hmm. and I probably would be put off if I thought the people in the shop um, weren't properly social distancing or, or weren't making me feel safe. So I think um, the people. So while you know, so I, I, while I might make a comment about the fact that probably the the, the repercussions of all those people be on the beach are probably next to nothing. It doesn't mean to say that I think it was very sensible what they did. I mean, I, you know, I, I think um, it's just, it's just, you know, I just think people are bizarre, aren't they? You know, I mean, what what I, what I think is, is probably interesting about the current situation is, you know, that I am immensely uh, against uh, any, any oppression of Liberty, uh, you know, or, uh, uh, absolutely, um, shocking. And, and I do believe that people should be trusted to apply common sense. If, if everyone did apply common sense, then there's probably no reason why you could, you couldn't be watching me having a pint of lager today while you were eating your galaxy in the bar garden, you know, mm. uh, The reason why people aren't allowed to do that is because enough people aren't sensible, Mm. you know. And as long as there are enough people not being sensible, they will queer the pitch and ruin things for everybody else.
0: Yeah. And we've, we've talked about this before, haven't we? We've talked about the we're trying to find trying to find the answers to why the government are. So cautious and, and, and so uh, really, as we said, um, so negative when they come out in their press conferences. But the answer probably is there, which is that so many people in this country um, cannot be trusted to uh, err on the side of, of common sense. And I think what angers a lot of people, those pictures, like you said, Paul, what were the repercussions be? Maybe not too much. It was outside. It was very hot. But the fact that people will flock to beaches um, and sit that close to each other and and just have those kind of gatherings tells you a lot about the common sense of people in Britain, in in, in my view.
1: Yeah, well, it's, you know, it, 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 it's to say you've got um, so I'm trying to think in our survey, I had one person, um, I think, and actually I had one this, this morning, one person scored two, one person scored three and another scored four. So there were three people uh, who were on the scared side. Uh, we do have one member of staff who actually admits uh, to not wanting to go out at all. Um, And it's interesting, you know, when you do go out, um, you have, you know, I I find it, I actually, it's it's actually almost quite threatening. You know, uh, the highlight of my week is going to Marks and Spencer's with Lisa on a Saturday afternoon. And you get um, probably... 10% 10% of the people in there at the most wearing face masks uh, and treating you like you're going to kill them. If you get anywhere near them, you know, um, as you know, I've seen, I've seen people wearing face masks on bicycles. Uh, I've even seen people wearing face masks, driving their car.
0: Yeah. That uh, amuses me. You know,
1: I mean, that's just, just un- unbelievable, isn't it? So, uh, i don 't really know what it would take you know one of the things I think is um, quite shocking so if you look at uh, uh, the behavior of the welsh uh, the Welsh Parliament for instance, you know they've decided to take a view uh, of opposing uh, the, the the Tory government's uh, policy and are, and are uh, adopting a, an incredibly low risk um, you know, you people have got to carry on being locked down and and seem to be uh, portraying a confidence that that is popular. I can only say from uh, my extensive network in Wales, that is certainly not the case of all the people I know. You are actually quite angry about it. I heard one of the most ridiculous things in my whole lifetime, uh, spoken by Mark Drakeford the other day, and he was talking about um, the fact that, There were extensive communities across Wales where uh, the the village or the town had no reported instance of COVID at all. Uh, And therefore, uh, one of the reasons he gave for uh, imposing a five mile limit. So if you're a Welsh person, you're not supposed to go more than five miles away from your house. okay? And the reason he gave for that was he didn't want people... Going from a conurbation where, for instance, people had got COVID into one of these sacred villages or towns where there was no COVID, well, if you if you follow that line of logic through, uh, you, you would have to you would have to quarantine those areas forever, wouldn't you? It would never yeah. it would never be safe. So it's just yeah. it's just absurd, you know. It's just ridiculous. And of course, you know. I, I'm getting actually starting to get angry now about some of the things you read. Uh, there were headlines yesterday uh, uh, in the media, uh, something like um, UK UK uh, at crunch risk time because of ease of lockdown, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, uh, heightened fears about uh, second second wave of COVID, you know, being much higher than the first. Well, there is no, there's no evidence from any other country in the world that that is true.
0: Yeah. None. And, and, uh, it takes us back to that point where we said about sensationalism. i uh, am just read an article just now that just said chaos as chaos thousands of children turned away as teachers not ready for them today in the school. And I think, again, it's this, we, the theme that we've had today. We've had this quite a lot is that the reporting in the media skews everything. Um, for everybody I do think the government are a little bit negative but certainly the reporting in the media um, for me is has is, is left a lot to be desired over the last few months and it was a good job I think I texted you um, Paul and said it was a good job that we weren't on last Monday um, when, because we would have been talking about Dominic Cummings and I think the way that the media witch hunted after him was um, disgraceful despite no matter what he'd done they were pinning the whole blame for coronavirus on him so uh, obviously I do understand those that get frustrated that, that he broke the rules and um you know he we, if, if he broke the rules we should all, all, all be able to and, and it was a bad example but the witch hunt that followed was unnecessary and it was taken i think it was thursday it may have been the day before where the government announced changes that were going to come it was sunday actually last sunday and and obviously it was a diversion tactic but i was quite interested in those changes and all of the media questions were on dominic cummings and for me, that the media weren't representing me as a person, and the questions that I would have wanted to ask about the schools returning, about why car showrooms and uh, et cetera, and when and what we could expect from shops reopening, and I thought it was a, a real lack of understanding um, of, of what was important by the media then when they were talking about Dominic Cummings.
1: A large, obviously, a large portion of the media uh, attacked Dominic Cummings as a as a revenge tool, didn't they? Yeah. So it was like you know. You might have you might have beaten us over Brexit, but we're bloody well going to get you back, you bastard. You know, um, yeah. you know, and um, I think the other thing is, is, um, you know, one of the things I, I find particularly distasteful um, about anybody, actually, is is the sort of, um, you know, what we call it, the politics of envy, the he earns more money than me. It's not fair. Um You know, I'm frustrated, so I need to go and I need to vent my hate at somebody. You know, that sort of behaviour. You know, so you know, well, yeah, you're just right. It's just, it's just ridiculous. I mean, it's a a massive, a massive uh, sustained overreaction. Um, You know, and you can understand, you can understand, uh, you know, some of the emotion behind it, I guess. You know, where you've got people genuinely haven't seen people that you know, loved ones for a very long period of time, and then they think that somebody who's you know, who's affected that policy is then not not doing it themselves. It's it's probably going to make people quite upset, isn't it? But then there's a you know it comes back to um, the word are you, the the terrible word that doesn't seem to exist in England anymore. The word of balance, mm. you know, balance and proportion. It's like anything, you know, one one of the things I always uh, teach a lot, you know, because, you know, obviously I do a lot of mentoring or or if I'm trying to encourage um, if I'm trying to encourage someone uh, not to worry, for instance, I call it worrying in and out of context. Yeah. Right. So if you're going to worry, you need to worry in context, not worry out of context. And I often tell the story of uh, the difficult, more difficult days in Weight, where I had a particularly histrionic financial controller who who did the complete opposite of what she ought to do, which was to walk in my room at three o'clock on a Friday and tell me cash flow was shit. Yeah, right?
0: I'm going to be telling
1: that story, um, yeah. You know, and uh, I used to end up taking reports home myself, doing my own work to... to usually within about an hour and a half to, to actually come to the conclusion that actually we were doing okay. And it was just the way that, so, so she was, she was, she wasn't actually giving me the information to me in a manner that I could worry in the right context. So, you know, uh, if you look at school children, for instance, uh, fact, a school child has more chance of dying on the way to school than they have of dying from COVID Fact. So that is what at that point is what I would call worrying in context, so you're a parent, yes, uh it's like anything isn't it it's like um it's like saying and I, 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 this you don't know this story um I went cycling for the sixty fourth time in a row on Saturday, uh and I nearly had two serious accidents with cars, well one was a small lorry. Uh, and actually, the first one is actually a miracle. I'm here to talk to you. Mm. Uh, I was going down a country lane that's barely a track. Uh, a small lorry was coming the other way. Right. And this is this is a road. You know, not a, this is not even a sea road. Uh, the, the lorry made no attempt to slow down at any point while it came towards me. And I effectively uh, had to cycle on a on a. Uh, a portion of the road that was barely enough for, well, probably two bikes. Uh, I was absolutely terrified, uh, as it went past me and just, uh, just when I thought, um, I was safe, um, a part of the lorry hit me in the arm and it mm. made a hell of a noise, you know? Uh, and, um, anyway, so my point is, is that, um, so I now have a very sore arm. Uh the person didn't stop either. Um and my point is, is obviously uh when you go out cycling on the road, uh, you take a risk, don't you? You know, yeah. I've had you know, I've probably cycled as many miles as anybody short of um short of a Tour de France cyclist. Uh and I've I've been knocked off my bike by a car once. A car hit me around about and bounced off me once uh and i've had probably another five uh serious incidents like the one on saturday you know um so you know at the end of the day everything you do has a risk doesn't it and and i think you know the 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 point about democracy is you as a citizen you have a choice as to what it is you decide to do or not
0: yeah it's a very very good point to bring us to the end of the discussion today worry Uh, in and out of context I really uh, like that and I think if you're going to take something with you this afternoon then take that thought because it's true we've talked about a lot today we've talked a lot about the media we've talked a lot about the uh, the government and I think what is interesting to what we should point out uh, and and it it is interesting is that we're just we're we're opening the discussion up here a real discussion we don't have any agenda talked about the agenda of the media uh, and maybe the agenda of the government and certainly one thing we didn't get to talk about today that we've touched on before is the The Labour government and the things that they're doing, criticizing the the conservative government and and everything else. And should they be working as one really at the moment? Or is it in the best interest of people that they are government um, brought to task over all of these things? But we we haven't got an agenda. We've got no political agenda, uh, no agenda in terms of media. We're just here to open up a discussion, give our views passionately and let you get involved with the debate. And we'll be back again doing this every Monday as well. You can get your thoughts in still uh, if you're watching this again uh, in the comments across social media, and do get in touch if you're listening on the podcast. It's you can email podcast at aspen-weight.co.uk. We always end the show with a was a real positive. I want to mention the fact that your show is available uh, to listen again from Friday, Paul. And we'll be back again this Friday on Aspen Weight Radio. Um, you can you can go to our website. The address is in the in the bottom corner, and you can listen to the show on Friday at nine o'clock, we always play out with a song. Uh, I Because we're doing the radio show and we're doing the live stream, I've, I've forgotten where we've got to as far as uh, a song and the letter on the, the live stream. I, I can't remember what we were up to the last time we did this. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, we've I... done you, you, had we done just done you? Have we, we, have we done all the letters? Yeah. This is this is a good point. Have we done we might V? Might be on V. Uh, I can't remember. Let us know in the comments if you know. This is uh, a real. Do- who did you? Who would you choose if it was V? Well,
1: it depends what we want to be doing, doesn't it? So, uh, I think we'll go. Um, we'll go for the Verve and Lucky Man.
0: Yeah, you know, that's a great song to go for. And if, if we've done V uh, before, apologies. But V is obviously a good We don't good care, job. do we? Yeah, we don't care. We're going to do it anyway. I would
1: just like to say something,
0: Mr. Mr., um, Mr. Chocolate Voice. I mean,
1: I think the point I'd just like to echo about when you were saying about not having an agenda. Obviously, our agenda is uh, to provide a balanced opinion, yes. which unfortunately is not available anywhere else. So I think that's, you know, I'd like to think that uh, our live stream, we are the voice of reason.
0: I hope so. I really hope so. And we, uh, we'll be back again next Monday. We've got, as we mentioned at the top of the show, there's lots of content that's going to be coming your way from us uh, as part of our uh, weekly um, media uh, look at the world Um, that will come in forms of videos on YouTube, obviously our podcast as well, uh, which we're going to get lots of people involved in But this live stream will, will be on every Monday with myself and Paul. And we want you to get involved. So next Monday at 1230, maybe, have some thoughts over the weekend, get involved on the chat and we can answer uh, some of your questions. And in future weeks, we may also open up the Skype and the phone channels so that we can get people on to ask Paul uh, a question or ask me a question and, we'll, and we'll, we'll go from there with the discussion. Paul, a pleasure as always to talk to you on a Monday lunchtime. Thank you, old chap. And uh, we will play out now if you're on the podcast uh, with the Verve and Lucky Man. And if you're listening and watching on the live stream, then do go and check that out. Uh, this afternoon. Thank you very much. See you again next Monday at 12.30. Thank you.
2: I'm steady, naked, smiling, I feel no disgrace with who I am Happiness coming and going I watch you look at me, watch my feet grow And I know just who I am and how many corners do I have to turn? How many times do I have to run? All the love I have is in my mind I hope you understand To look up and watch my people go in